Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you the 10 draws the foul and he's going to the line. Hogs down two with nine minutes to play. Anthony Black into the front court. They set a screen, double screen, top of the key. They free Walsh, pick and pop, three-pointer good! Walsh with a trade. The Hogs are up by one. Norm Roberts wants a timeout on the other end. Jordan Walsh knocked down the three and the Razorbacks have battled back to take a one-point lead. Into the front court, dribbles at the top of the circle. Johnson sets a screen. Devo going to try to get to the rim on the move off the glass and in. Shot clock at ten. Try to isolate. Council left elbow jumper good. Ricky with the basket. Hogs within two. Council dribbles right side, crosses Adams over, gets to the low block. Turnaround jumper's good from Ricky. Council took matters into his own hands, ties the game. Council's free throws good. Arkansas by three. Shot clock's off. One more for the Big 12 Player of the Year. He banked it in. He didn't mean to. He banked it in. Arkansas throws it in to Kamani, back to Black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Vegas, baby! The Razorbacks, for the third straight year, are headed to the Sweet 16! Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Josh Neighbors. Arkansas taking on UConn tomorrow. That's the game we're looking forward to. It's going to be 6:15 on CBS. Arkansas, according to Bet Saracen, is an underdog in this game. Four and a half points. So Arkansas plus four and a half. The over/under 139 and a half. Some interesting lines, but Arkansas is an underdog simply because they're an eight seed taking on a four seed. Yeah, in terms of the you know the the actual. Uh, seeding, they are an underdog, but I, I think, you know, and obviously the spread too, but pretty close game once again. I think uh, the two teams, you know, they, they, uh, they both pretty physical, right? Uh, afraid of Sunogo inside. I think the one thing with, with UConn is that they are a very good three-point shooting team. They seem to be a pretty well-rounded team, and just, you know, no matter uh, kind of what their their January might say, and they lost to St. John's maybe at home, that's <laughs> who it was at one point, but uh, they they seem to be kind of rounding into form, and I think for as talented as Arkansas is, and as much as it look like looks like they are rounding into form, there are still some questions about hey, you know, this isn't a group that's shown us enough week in week out, and so I think it's why that's why you're going to see UConn as as the favorite kind of. I think they maybe have kind of a an edge in terms of guard overall production, but not talent. And then, you know, Arkansas might have more bigger bodies across the board, like the NBA guys, but the big guy inside in this game is Sonogo, and that might be another edge. So I think it's why you're seeing Arkansas as that slight favorite, because Arkansas across the board, great, but I think in terms of like the individual playmakers, uh, might be on the UConn side of things. If you want to get in the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Ask your record life and feedback. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Eric Musselman, he celebrated in a big way with the game against Kansas, getting the win there, took his shirt off, and because of that, he's been on several media outlets. Here was Coach Muss with Jim Rome. Uh, I understand you've got a lot of work ahead of you. I understand you've got an all-time opportunity in front of you. But I also understand this. You've coached a very, very long time. You have been in some awfully big games. Have you ever been a part of a bigger win than this one yourself? <laughs> I don't think so, J.R. I mean, we, you know, beating Gonzaga last year when they were a one seed was, uh, you know, to, to to be able to make an elite eight was was a was a really cool thing and and then certainly you know Kansas 
they're so well coached. They have veteran players. They were the defending champions. Um, you know, and then and then you gotta you know you gotta look at your wife and your daughter, and you're kind of looking out of your eye and seeing before the game, like, hey, are they are they packing? Uh, or are they like know that that <laughs> that we might spend the night here because we won a game? You know, like all those things you're just kind of anticipating. You you go into the meeting room with the coaches. You know, what are they thinking? Are, are they thinking you're going to advance or whatever? But there's no doubt that that was, and especially the way the game unfolded, Jim, because we only led for like a minute forty five against Kansas. They had control of the game. Uh, until about the nine-minute mark, I, Jordan Walsh hit a three-ball with about 8:40 uh, left in the game, and that was really our first lead. Um, and then it kind of went back and forth. So I think any time you're in an emotional game, a one-point game against the defending champions, probably doesn't probably hard to top that. Uh, but we're going to go try. We have a, we have a game against UConn that we're excited about, and I'm sure uh, they're excited to play the game as well. Eric Musselman joining us. Eric, you mentioned family. Danielle, man, she she was fierce. She was feeling it. You could tell how intense she was about it. So I don't know if she packed before or not after the game, but she was very much into it during the game. You said it yourself, nothing's easy. Going into the tournament is not easy. Winning a game in the tournament is not easy. Knocking off the defending champs sure as hell isn't easy, and neither is the next challenge. You've got UConn Thursday in Vegas. How do you think you match up with them, and what are your early thoughts on that game? Well, obviously, Coach Hurley, he's a phenomenal coach. His teams always have great toughness. Uh, They have a really, really good basketball team. I think they're playing as well as anybody in the country. Uh, Two centers they have that that are, you know, got great length. Uh, Both centers, even even the younger player that comes off the bench, uh, both those guys are as good as any tandem at the center spot. Then they got great shooting. They're four-man. Uh, can really uh, stretch the floor. Uh, Hawkins, number 24, is as good a shooter as there is in the country. Um, Newton is is their point guard who's a double-digit scorer. And then Jackson, maybe the most versatile, one of the best athletes. He's kind of like a point forward uh, who, who is a great passer at the small forward spot. So a really, really good team. And then they come off the bench, Jim, uh, with a backup small forward who can really shoot it, and then a former University of San Diego transfer backup off guard who can really shoot the basketball. So uh, we cannot give up threes, but you've also got to guard the paint because both centers uh, can really score with their back to the basket. Arkansas UConn, according to Bet Saracen, the line there, UConn is a four and a half point favorite. A couple of the games with closer lines, Michigan State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite versus Kansas State. And then Gonzaga, or, or UCLA, is a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Gonzaga. So those are a couple of the closer lines. The biggest line would be Creighton. They're favored by ten-and-a-half over Princeton. Oh, makes sense, right? Uh, and, and, Joe, you know, I think we've I've almost forgotten about this, kind of in some ways. That UCLA-Gonzaga game is a rematch of one of you know, the best games in recent NCAA tournament history. I mean, unbelievable game that uh, that was kind of, you know, where really I think people got familiar with how good Jaime Jaquez is. He and Johnny Juzang were going back and forth, and uh, you know, the shot-making was at such a high level from Kispert and Suggs and Timmy in that game. Pretty crazy to think that there, there are still remnants of those teams. I think, uh, um, obviously, Timmy is still there. Nemhard, I think, is, is still there as well at Gonzaga. And you've got, you know, on the, on the other side, I think Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, I think Singleton, too. They're all still there. All these guys are still there. And so they're going to run this back, and obviously a lot of history in that game, which is pretty exciting. And, yeah, I think uh, with the way Gonzaga's been playing the first couple of rounds, there's a reason why it's such a tight spread. But I think UCLA's looked really strong as well, uh, even without, even without uh, Clark, who went down there towards the back end of the season. According to Bet Saracen, the one seeds, they have almost identical lines where Alabama is favored by 7.5 over San Diego State, Houston favored by 7.5 over Miami, and then the over-under for both games, it's 137.5. Now the difference you're looking at, and it's a slight difference, is money line. So Houston on the money line is minus 300, 
Bama on the money line is minus 325, and that's all according to Bet Saracen. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Dre. What's up, Dre? Hey, Joe. I just heard the interview about um, Rick Pitino being hired up there at St. John. He, he let everybody know that most likely his players will not, those players on the team will not be there next year. And that's good and fine. But I've never heard anybody speak against that. And, and when um, Colorado hired Dion up there, they wanted to wake him up with a coach when he said the same thing about. Those players were not his type of players, so they won't be there next year. Why is there a difference between Petrino and with what Dion said? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Dre. No, there is no difference in what they said, and that's kind of what the reference goes back to is Coach Prime. He said the same things, but that's kind of where college sports, that's where they are now, and it's not – only the players that are benefiting from that transfer portal and being able to get to different destinations, but it's the coaches. When they take these jobs, they realize that they can get in there and turn over the roster a lot easier than it was at one time because of the transfer portal. They can go in and handpick some of those players from there, so it becomes a lot easier. The message that they put out, they want to put that message out for everybody to realize it, but we all know that that's the way to go about it, and that's the way they handle things. So I think the, the statements are the same. I think the situations are different. If you're Rick Pitino, how many spots are we filling, Joe, like, of like actual basketball players? Ten, right? Like ten Guys that could, that could play for you, and if we're talking about guys who can contribute for you in like big, meaningful games, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. But probably ten to twelve normally. Rick Pitino will be able to get ten to twelve players, whether it be recruits, whether it be transfers, Pull over a guy or two in the team. There you go. How large are college football teams? <laughs> Man, over 100. Over 100. Over 100 players. And, and is, you know, so many scholarship players, 85. Exactly, 85. And so this is where I thought, you know, maybe over time Deion Sanders can completely revamp the roster, right? I don't know if I want to scare off like 50 to 60 players in a year. I actually don't know what the number ends up being, but his comments did run the risk of doing that. Now, he's going to have plenty of talent to bring in. He is going to have plenty of guys the transfer portal to bring in. But there are still players on that Colorado roster that I could either be that are either good enough to play, or you know, I'm not saying there's a ton of them, or could be developed into good players. And it sounded you know pretty short sighted. You know, it sounded like their staff had done uh, basically evaluations on every single player, and that, that's pro- that's definitely not the case at that point in time. And he he hadn't even you know assembled his whole staff yet. So I think Dion's was a bit short sighted. Because there were still guys, it's a Division One football roster, there's still guys there that could be cultivated into decent players, or at least rotational depth players at positions where you need it, maybe corner or defensive line, whatever. Rick Pitino can replace 12 players and like that. I don't know if Deion Sanders can. Now, over time, sure, but like year one, I'm going to hang on to a guy or two. There could be some gems, some diamonds in the rough that Carl Doral didn't develop. Yeah, there's um, the messages there, but, you know, not sure that he's trying to just run everybody off, and he he has his way of going about doing things. So it does but take. If that's what it's. If I'm a it, player, him being like you know, I'm, I'm bringing my Gucci. It could be a mo- motivational factor also. It could where, be where you're trying to get get yeah. guys to work harder to make sure that they're able to stick around. Correct. Yeah, I could just see it if I was sitting there, I'd be like, I don't know if I feel motivated. I'm not even sure if it matters if I feel motivated. It feels like, but I understand. No, that could be that could be a great point, but. If he says, you know, you're not going to play, get you out of here, it's that's different. Well, think about this. We can we can equate this to the whole Aaron Rodgers to the Jets situation and the wish list that was put out there. You would have to think that the Jets receivers are thinking right away when they hear Aaron Rodgers is coming in, they're excited about him coming in, and then when they see this wish list that he's wanting to get these receivers, these tight ends, now they have to feel slighted to say, think, you know, okay, so we're not good enough he has to have these certain players come in to make sure he's going to be good in his mind and in the situation that he wants to come into. Yeah, you know, and, and, and funny enough, we got we got some news today that Elijah Moore 
was traded from the Jets to the to the Browns. And actually, I was a you know, and, and we all know Elijah Moore of of uh, Ping on the Goldpost fame, right? And the Egg Bowl a couple of years ago. But I always thought he was a. I thought he was you know one of the best wide receivers in the country at that time. He definitely was. And uh, things have not worked out for him with the Jets. Um, you know, I think he does not. You know, Garrett Wilson looks like he's gonna be good no matter who's throwing on the ball. Elijah Moore has not had that. And they've missed on a few guys. You know, Denzel Mims. Uh, they got from Baylor, and obviously Elijah Moore now. Another guy. So I thought that was interesting. Are they clearing a spot? You know, at that at that position to bring in a guy. But yeah, you're right. You know, the, the wish list uh, might necessitate a move like this, right? Cleaning house and. Look, who would you rather have, Joe? Would you rather have Randall Cobb or Elijah Moore? I would, I would take Elijah Moore. Absolutely, considering the age. Yeah. Now, a spot was definitely created, but it was quickly filled with McCole Hardman. They brought right, him in Hardman as the addition, too, right, exactly. And so uh, they get him as a free agent. He's not one that was on Aaron Rodgers' wish list, but with Elijah Moore, this goes back to the previous season where he asked for a trade because he didn't like the way he was being used and. That almost is something you can equate to college sports where yeah. the players aren't getting that playing time. What do they do? They get in the transfer portal and they want to leave. Right. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's interesting now, you know, we're having some of that, you know, in the NFL and, and the, I mean, you talk about player movement, the, the big sport, obviously, where player movement happens a lot is the NBA, right? That's where we see the most player movement. In baseball, because of controlled time, we mentioned earlier, a little leverage. NFL, you, you've You've got some leverage, but, like, your prime is so short. You're starting to see more now. Right, you're starting to see more, but your prime is so short that, you know, Lamar Jackson situation, like, how could you ill afford, you can ill afford sitting out, right? Like, Lamar Jackson cannot take a year off of playing football the way he plays at this point in time. And so guys can try to facilitate and, assess, you know, and get those moves done. We're seeing more of it, like you mentioned, but it is funny to see how kind of the, the player movement in different sports uh, and how, how much leverage you have. But I think this one makes sense. Elijah Moore, good enough to get a, a second chance and doesn't really seem to fit into the Jets' plans. It all is about windows that teams feel like this is their window of opportunity of having a chance to win a championship. Interestingly enough about this, McCole Hartman, he signed a one-year deal. So he didn't sign there for you know, an extended amount of time. It's, he's almost like on a prove-it deal. He signed for one year. And then the terms of the trade with Elijah Moore, the Jets trade Elijah Moore and their third-round pick to the Browns in return for a second-round pick. And now the Jets will have picks 42 and 43, so they'll have back-to-back picks in the second round courtesy of moving Elijah Moore. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of like that, right? I mean, you know, they, they want to stock up on some picks. And we have not seen what a potential compensation package to the Packers would look like yet, and we obviously, you know, assume and presume that there is going to be some picks involved in that trade. So maybe getting a few more while you can might be the right move of a, of a good quality, right? You know, you give up a third-round pick, but also you are giving, uh, you know, you're getting a second-round pick. So uh, I think stockpiling, and obviously the big thing for them, Joe, is they're going to have to continue. They did a pretty good job pretty jo- uh, recently. They're going to have to keep nail on the draft, right? Anytime you get a quarterback who's worth that much money, it does hamstring how much you can sign other guys for, and so nailing the draft is going to be very important. More NBA news. Paul George, he was left the game with an injury last night, and it looked pretty nasty at the time it happened where his knee buckled, and uh, right away, you know, you kind of think the worst when you see those injuries. It was a contact injury, so not a non-contact. You feel even worse at times with the non-contact injuries. But it looks like at this point, he has a sprained right knee. He's going to be out two to three weeks. He's going to be reevaluated after that. And hopefully for the Clippers, he'd be able to return for their playoff run. Yeah, Clippers are an interesting team, aren't they? They're sitting there at the five seed. I think Clippers, Suns, I mean, talk about, you know, interesting series. And it's it's funny because we're having all this happen on the league. We mentioned earlier, injuries earlier. We're having a ton of them, Joe. I mean, think about this right now. Okay, how healthy is Kawhi? How good will he look? And he's looked very good as of late. Will Paul George be around? Kevin Durant, will he be around, right? I mean, if we hang on to this 4-5 and there's still plenty of time to go before we know this for sure, but plenty of time for some movement. But if this is a series, it's kind of going to be the, uh, you know, is Chris Paul going to be a dinosaur or is he going to be able to turn back the clock somehow? How healthy is KD? How healthy is Kawhi? How healthy is Paul George? And I hate to say, you know, it's not just, Strength against strength, who's going to be better? It's kind of probably going to be who's healthier uh, in some of these series. That's what it always comes down to. And the Suns, the luck that they've had, you know, they get a player like Katie in. They're feeling good that we have another great player to add to this mix. 
Now the question with them, they're an explosive offensive team, but how how effective can they be from a defensive standpoint? But then KD, before he even takes the court, he ends up getting hurt in warm-ups, and now that kind of puts a damper on the move that they made all together to get KD in that lineup. Yeah, you know, it, it and look, as I'm, I'm somebody who I love Chris Paul. He's, he's, you know, he still is my guy. Um, and it's been so funny, Joe, with the, the number of times I've been like, okay, the championship window for Chris Paul is over, you know, and then uh, with the end of the Rockets run, I felt like it was over. And it was cool to see what happened in Oklahoma City. And then, you know, you're like, okay, it's over here. And then he goes on, right, and goes to Phoenix. And you're saying, okay, we're back on now. They have this incredible run. And you're like, oh, my God, he's too old now. Then they make the KD trade. And you said, all right, we're back. The championship chase is back on. Then KD goes down. And you're like, oh, my God, can they, are they going to be able to play enough together, you know, to get some semblance of a uh, of you know, cohesiveness? And also, it might not matter because they got so many good players, but it's kind of just been so up and down for the Suns. And, yeah, you make a move like that. And to see it happen in warm-ups, really difficult with KD. And, obviously, you hate to see Paul George go down because he's had his fair share of injury issues, too. Maybe most surprising and most intriguing team, Sacramento Kings. We know that they haven't had any playoff success here lately, and now they're in a position where they're fighting for the number two seed, Memphis and and Sacramento. The Kings, Grizz, they're going back and forth because as of last night, the Kings were in the two seed, and then the Grizz were able to to move into that two slot. But they have a five-game lead over the Suns as the three seed, so the Kings may be most surprising and. They're uh, a team that you probably don't know a lot about, but when playoff time comes, you'll be able to see them and learn more about how they're constructed and how they've had success. And it I mean, you like starts offense. with Mike Brown. Oh, Joe, if you like offense, I mean, what a fun team to watch. They can't stop anybody, but they will score. They score like I think 120 some points a game. Uh, Deer and Fox has absolutely taken the next step this year, and they've got a, a plethora of guys who can score. Sabonis is a really fun big to watch, kind of almost a Jokic light. So if you like offense, you want to stay up late, check out the, the Kings games. They're a lot of fun. And, yeah, they're still in up for the number two seed. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Josh Neighbors. Stay tuned. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball run ruled Southeast Missouri State yesterday, winning 12 to 2 in seven innings. It was the Razorbacks' 14th straight win, a new record under Dave Van Horn. They now will travel to Baton Rouge for a huge matchup with number one LSU. Dave Van Horn spoke to the media after the game about the upcoming series. It's the SEC, kind of what I tell the players all the time that this is why you wanted to play in the SEC. Weekends like this, I mean, opening weekend against Auburn went went our way. We're going to play a great LSU team that has a lot of experience. They're physical. They can. Really pitch, really hit. They're playing great defense this year as well. They, they don't give you a thing, so uh, we know what we're getting into. That series will begin on Friday at 7 p.m. It will be televised on ESPN2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. At Jones & Son, we only feature quality, and that's why I wanted to talk to you today about Michael M. Gazer Rings. There's one thing you can't go wrong with, and that's the quality and style of Michael M. rings. Michael M. has the most diverse features within their collections. And best of all, they are made and designed in Los Angeles, right here in the United States. The styles are on trend, and Michael M. rings are truly timeless. Come see the new Michael M. Gazer ring collection now at Jones & Son Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Shop online at jonesandson.com. In a Red River Ram, the days of no inventory and no discount is over. Because we've got your new Ram 1500 Bighorn truck starting at $8,000 off MSRP. Brian Mitch said $8,000 off. Why does he do this? I tell him, ask me first or you can do something crazy like that. 
So for the largest inventory in the state, and the biggest discounts around, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at redriverram.com during Ram Truck Month. It's just an acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixins. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Make today more interesting with Bentley's online sports betting action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sports book in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Bentley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Six to shoot, Hogs got to go to work. Mitchell to Davis, Debo. Euro step to the basket and he lays it up and in. All of a sudden the sea parted. Debo to the basket and Arkansas's up by 12. On 1037 The Buzz. Back out of bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Josh Neighbors here on a wide open Wednesday. If you want to get into the show, call 501 661 First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, same number 501 661 1037. Asher Record Life and Feedback. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line about Deion Sanders. One difference is that Deion didn't brag on himself so much and how great he is. Well, Coach Prime does brag on himself I, quite I a bit. Because he said, I'm bringing Gucci, is what he said. He right? brags on himself quite a bit. So he yeah. did. He did. He did. I mean, Rick Pitino straight up said, like, this will be a square peg round hole. I need my fourth Final Four, you know, all that. Yes, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, he had to lay it all out there. All but, the uh, accomplishments. But but Coach Prime. That's part of recruiting. Yes. Why not? I mean, it's it's the guy is a, is a darn good basketball coach. Why not do it? Right? Flaunt it if you got it. And, uh... He says, he simply said, some of the players there don't want it enough. Talking about Coach Prime. That's the message he was trying to get out there to the players. So, that's that's kind of how... Uh, I don't know if that's true. I think they're also they're pretty poorly. Like, Coral Durrell was like not a very good coach. So I'm <laughs> that's, not sure we could put all the players. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how the listener there is his thinking that Dion was just saying that they don't want it enough. So, could be a motivating factor. That's something that could be to it. So... We'll see what happens in both situations. It's going to be a show, especially in Colorado, man. It's going to be – people feel like it's going to be must-see TV, I think. Uh, and they play TCU to start off, which is super interesting. Almost gave that away, too. I think they actually changed the schedule because 
Coach Prime was asked about it, and, you know, he likes to talk, and he's always on social media. So he did mention that we have the zero-week thing that some people like, others don't, where you just feature a few teams and a few games there, and that's when they were looking at playing that game. But as he mentioned it, then it seemed like those plans kind of changed because he probably wasn't supposed to give it away. No need for them to do that. Also, I'm not sure if you've seen their schedule. I know quick side side thing here. They play TCU, Nebraska, at Oregon, USC, and at Arizona State in their first five games. I mean, that is not – and Arizona State's not great, but Kenny Dillingham obviously is going to make a big difference there. I mean, they are, they have, that is a difficult schedule uh, to play in your first five games. So good luck, Coach Prime. I think he might need it there. Well, look how good the Pac-12 was this past season. But in getting a coach like Coach Prime and kind of turning over that roster – that's why the thought is they can compete right away. Right. Not that they're going to go win the conference because the conference is tough top to bottom, but they should be able to compete. Yeah, you saw what Lincoln Riley did in one year. Now I know he's a little bit different, right? Because he is the play caller, and you know, getting I know Shore Sanders is good, but getting a guy like Caleb Williams is a little bit different uh, to come in immediately, and also you know, getting the the plethora of wide receivers they got to Jordan Addison, chiefly among them, to get the you know, reigning Vlitnikoff uh, Award winner to come into <laughs> is, is a pretty nice thing to have. Some combat sports news. So, boxing, they're always looking at making the big fights, and sometimes they fall short because of everybody that's involved in the negotiations. We're talking about TV, different promoters, uh, different organizations that these boxers are representing as far as uh, the belts that they hold. So, Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury, we talked about this, Josh, where fighters, it seems like they retire, they step away, they come back, they don't necessarily know when to retire. Tyson Fury has mentioned a few times that he's going to retire or has retired. But as we know, money is the driving factor. It can get him back in the ring or in the octagon at any time because of that. And so they were trying to make this fight happen between Usyk and Fury. But the talks have fallen apart where uh, the fight is in jeopardy now. Yeah, I mean, if you look around, you know, in heavyweight boxing, I mean, people might not pay attention to it as, as much. But, uh, Joe, I think it's, it's, it's as good of a place as it's been in a long time. Now, Alexander Usyk is not a huge star, but I think he's a, a very good, really good fighter. If you watched him his last fight uh, against Anthony Joshua and, you know, beat him twice, very good. And Tyson Fury, obviously. Uh, Tyson Fury's generational talent at, at at heavyweight, I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, those, he has never lost. Uh, his only time he's lost the belt, obviously, he dealt with a lot of personal issues, and for him to deal with that and come all the way back is pretty big. But you know, the, the problem is having him be the lineal champion, and then obviously Usyk, who holds most of the belts. Who are they going to fight? Right? Like we already seen, you know, Fury take care of business with Deontay Wilder, and you know, fighting Anthony Joshua right now is really not in the cards, and then. I guess for Usyk, Deontay Wilder would make some sense to do that fight now. Um, but, you know, kind of the next question is, who are they going to fight? And especially for Fury, will he fight? And that's what it is. These guys, they can fight around each other, and they can keep matchmaking for some of these other fighters to step in the ring with them. But the trend is that they're going to keep winning fights, and this is the fight that you ultimately want to see. Now, Tyson Fury is 34 years old. Usyk is 36 And Usyk actually agreed to a 70-30 split, meaning that Tyson Fury was going to get 70% of the purse and Usyk was going to get 30%. And um, he agreed to it, but for some reason that his his camp came back and and shut it down. Yeah, you never know. I mean, boxing is always the messiest, you know, most public, and that's because of obviously different organizations, you know, with the WBC, WBA, IVF, you know, you've got all these different organizations out there, and also different promoters, right? Uh, top ranked, you've got uh, obviously Showtime, and uh, that's why, you know, with UFC, it's a lot easier because it's the same promoter. Now, some guys might not want to fight other guys, but usually they get the fight done because it's all in the same house. Now, nice. MMA as a whole, they do have different organizations, but Correct. UFC is the one that stands out that everybody guys. knows about. Top guys yeah. And uh, with UFC, there's some news there. Holly Holm, she signed a new six-year deal with UFC. She's 41. A six-fight, I believe it is. Yeah, for six fights. So she signed that new deal, and, um, you know, the thought with Holly Holm is that maybe her career was over. At 41 years old, she signed for six more fights. So we'll see what happens there. But there's a lot of competitive divisions she can she can move up or down within the ufc and and take on some of the best fighters 
Yeah, and she's a big name, too, right? I mean, uh, you know, the women's divisions, it's all about having kind of some big names you can make some fights with. And look, she's, you know, she's won two of her last three, last loss, split decision loss to, to Caitlin Vieira. So she's in, you know, pretty good standing as of late. And, and you know, she can go up to 145, but she's she's 135. Seems like the right division for her. I think a motivating factor for her also, John Jones. They are, yeah. they train in the same place in Albuquerque and you saw John Jones miss three years out of out of the octagon. He steps back in. He's an and, alien. Yeah, and He's and an takes alien. yeah takes the championship, the heavyweight championship, with no problem there. So now uh, you see Holly Holm. She's wanting to continue her career. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, once again same gym, Jackson Wink. Obviously, it's a it's a fantastic place to train if you want to. You know, they've been making champions there for a long time. Uh, and that, that is obviously her home. And yeah, I mean John's win. You know, way he just. Absolutely thumped uh, Cyril Gaon was beyond impressive, Joe. Chell Sonnen, he's one of those interesting personalities. He's kind of out there. Uncle Chell. Yeah, he said that there's a connection there and uh, that it's not, you know, it, it's not one that uh, you'd be surprised by when you think about Holly Holm, John Jones training at the same facility. He said there's a little bit more to it than maybe just the training. Ah, Uncle Chell, always, always stirring the pot. Always. Always stirring the pot. Yeah, he is really out there, though, with some of his thoughts and, you know, really interesting character. He's all over the place. You can hear him, you know, just look into Chael Sonnen and and you'll hear some of the obscure and out there kind of thoughts that he has. But that's what makes him entertaining. That's what made him entertaining as a fighter, but also entertaining as a commentator because you never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny you mentioned Chael. I was thinking about Chael last night uh, for some reason, and I, was, I always remember his shtick that he would do where he'd say, you know, undefeated, never lost. And he had like 18 losses at that point in his career, right? He just, that was the thing that he did. And, you know, I think with his, with his shtick, um, it was pretty, org- I mean, he, he is obviously is, is constructed, but like the natural rival that he had with Anderson Silva was pretty big. And then John came along too, but, you know, Anderson Silva being from Brazil, and then and then obviously Chael being the American, I think you're seeing now one Colby Covington kind of chase the same blueprint, blueprint right, with how he is going about the way that he does his shtick, and now claiming he deserves a title shot, and and saying all this stuff now about Leon Edwards. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, Chael maybe uh, Chael you know walked so Colby could run, maybe if you will, in terms of MMA shticks. In UFC right now, who do you think is at the top at the top of their game? Who who is hands down? John the, Jones. John Jones. John Jones. Yeah, and and how quickly that turns where he hasn't been fighting and then he comes back for one fight, he's the guy once yeah. again. And, and that division too, it's it's great because you know um, heavyweights much more accommodating to guys who are a bit older, right? I mean, we saw you know Cormier win a championship, but I believe it was thirty nine, forty. Uh, obviously, Stipe Miocic is 40, but he had a lot of success later on in his career, and so you can stay around longer in that division. Um, you know, and, and it's funny. I, I'm not sure if you saw this, Joe, but the stats that were going around this weekend. So uh, I saw Luke Thomas had this, that between 125 and 170 in those divisions, champion or, or fighters who are above 35 years old were like 2 and 30 in title fights. It goes fast at that weight, at, th- at that, you know, at that age. Tyron Woodley, the only two, only person with two wins above 35 in championship fights. Um, so younger, I think, is the way you want to go when it goes to those lower divisions. But once you get up to 205 uh, in, in heavyweight, you can you stay around a bit longer. And then speaking of trying to make fights, the saddest fight that uh, or saddest thing about a fight that can't be made right now, John Jones, Francis Ngannou. Francis yeah. Ngannou is not even with UFC right now. And, you know, as you mentioned, like some of the older heavyweights, Francis Ngannou, he's 36, but he still has it. That's prime. That's prime for a guy like that. It's just about getting the money together and getting these contracts. We see Holly Holmes just got a new contract. Francis Ngannou, he can't even get a contract. Right. And that's the big holdup. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We have three and out coming up here on Out of Bounds. It's going to be our last segment, and we're going to get you ready for Drive Time Sports. So stick around for three and out on Out of Bounds. Joe Franklin, Josh Neighbors. Stay tuned. Hello? 
We've been trying to reach you about the extended warranty on the car you haven't owned for six years. Are you tired of these calls? Ever wonder how they started? There's a good chance when you bought that car, the dealer sold your info to a third party. Things aren't that way at Watney Buick GMC. Protecting your privacy is just one of our promises to you. You'll even get it in writing. Right now, take advantage of 2.9% on Sierra 1500. Equipped with the new Duramax engine. With more available torque and better mileage than the 5.3. New Buicks with no payments for 90 days. Watney Buick GMC. Great rates. Delayed payments. And no robocalls. Hello? Your extended warranty is about to expire. Take me off your list. I'm trading at Guatney. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick. Guatney for GMC. Guatney for life. All offers with approved credit. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewskies and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewskies. Well, the winter blues are almost behind us, and I know you can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. That sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree with you. Well, time to do something about it. Hey, everybody, it's RJ. Stop with the steroids. Stop with the possible surgery chatter. Now there's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain, knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, you name it. The patient satisfaction reports are incredible and there's zero downtime. Learn more about this wildly popular all-natural alternative way to get lasting pain relief. The call is free. The consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Call QC Kinetics now. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Call QC Kinetics today. At the United States Postal Service, we're reinventing our network to help keep your business moving. With new shipping options to deliver better value, greater flexibility to conveniently reach your customers, more confident shipping with new informed delivery features, and new electric vehicles for a cleaner, brighter future. Fast, reliable, perfectly orchestrated. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. Learn more at USPS.com slash moving forward. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Or Nissan of Russellville has a special message for folks who may have a bad credit score due to financial hardships beyond their control. Y'all, we understand that bad things happen to good people, and we're here to help. We offer special financing and work closely with Credit Challenge customers to get them the vehicle they want and need. Get started today. Visit Or Nissan of Russellville and OrAutoMall.com today. Get so much more with Or. Hey everybody, it's John Neighbors. I gotta tell you about Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. They've been doing business since 1957 and to this day remains the premier family-owned Chevrolet dealership in all the land. I can tell you from personal experience, I went and bought my own truck from there and I would not change anything about the experience. Not only did they have exactly the type of truck that I was looking for, but they made sure that they got me into the vehicle at a price that I could afford and making it very easy to make it all happen. I loved going over there and getting a vehicle from Guatney Chevrolet. They have award-winning sales and service, a friendly, no-pressure environment, and the best thing about it is they have been family-owned by Arkansans since 1957. So they have a great service department, so once you do buy your vehicles, you can keep bringing it back because they will always make sure that your vehicle gets taken care of. So check out Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville, and you can always shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. It's Guatney Chevrolet. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's 
Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. Three and out here on Out of Bounds. Joe Franklin, Josh Neighbors from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. So, Jose Altuve. We've talked about some of the injuries in sports, and we see some at the end of the season, and we're starting to see some at the beginning of the season with Major League Baseball. Jose Altuve, he has a right thumb injury. He's going to be out at least two months. So, with the Astros and how much they depend on him at the beginning of the season, you're getting off to a start where you're going to be without one of your key players and Jose Altuve. Yeah, he's been he's been so good for so long. You know, you think about like the, the guys just in the last decade or so that have been very consistent, and he's he's up there. And I mean, despite his size, you know, he provides a decent amount of pop, and uh, obviously a leader for them. Multiple World Series, they've obviously had a, a ton of trips too. So critical loss for them. But I think the Astros in that division, they should be fine. I mean, it's not a division where you're thinking about you know. Uh, the Rangers, the uh, obviously bad you know, teams out west, the A's, the Angels we mentioned before, they haven't threatened a whole lot, uh, you know. So I think they'll they'll kind of retain their their grasp. And Seattle's coming, but it doesn't feel like they're all the way there yet. It feels like it's still the Astros' division until otherwise. Major League Baseball also we know with the pitch clock that's been a big issue here in spring training that they're trying to get worked out and players are adjusting to it. Whether you're batting, the pitchers. They're all getting adjusted to it. They have some new guidelines. So one of the new guidelines is a batter, if he's in the box and he calls timeout, regardless of where he is on the field and where he's standing, he must indicate to the umpire that he's ready to go. And then at that point, the umpire will signal to restart the pitch clock. And so that that's one of the changes that they're dealing with, as opposed to batter stepping out, calling timeout, and the pitch clock is running, and now he's having to face uh, possibly not being set and getting a strike called on him with, if he's not ready to go with eight seconds left on that pitch clock. You know, I'm cool with a lot of the changes they're making. I just I want to watch it. Let's let it play out a little bit. Let's see how it looks. I think pitch clocks are good because eventually the, the pitchers internalize it, and then they, it kind of makes the game go by faster. That is one thing that we need. Baseball games do need a bit more pace. And so I'm just I'm I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna wait to see, and then kind of make my judgments before I start yelling from the hills about anything involving these changes. PGA Tour, they're looking at making some changes with the distance that golf balls can actually travel. And there are plenty of long hitters in the game, and that is something they use to their advantage. Now, John Rahm and Justin Thomas, they've criticized the thought of trying to limit the distance on the golf ball. So they're outspoken about it. But Rory actually spoke up for it, and he says, uh, for elite-level play, I really like it. I really do. So Rory is in favor of it, where you see that some of the other top players, and John Rahm and Justin Thomas, they're against it. Why would you want to put a limit on how far the golf ball is hit? So, you know, I think the point that guys like Rory are trying to make with this is that at times in the past, like, there are some courses that really, you know, you can alter a lot of them and make them longer. There are some where that's just not the case because of, you know, sometimes of, of the amount of grounds that the course owns or things of that nature and just kind of the way the course is constructed. Like, you know, you might have one hole just back in the next hole if you're trying to back it up 20 yards or so. And I, I think one thing that we saw over the last 15 years was that, you know, as kind of the, the sports science and kind of the physical nature of golf kind of it's changed you know, guys are in a lot better shape to play golf now um the long hitting continued and courses you know like parts of the course that were supposed to come into play to make the, make the course challenging we're just being taken out of play because of the way guys bomb it and sometimes you're seeing guys just bomb it into rough because it's close to the hole they don't really care about you know what the situation will be when they're up there they just want to be as close as possible and 
that's really not kind of the way you want to see golf played, especially on some courses where navigating the course is kind of what makes it look fun, as opposed to just nailing it, you know, 50 yards and making it, or, or, you know, being within 100 yards on every single shot into the green. Why limit the guys that have that ability, though? That That's where should, it yeah, goes, because, uh, you know, on those courses, those are the guys that have to make adjustments where maybe you have to tinker your game a bit and not just go out and bomb it. So don't really like them trying to limit the guys that have the ability. If they have the ability, let them play the game that... They want to play the game. And then for the other guys, you know, it, it becomes a, a philosophy in how to go about playing the game. It's almost like, and we've seen this happen before, taking the dunk out of, out of basketball. Out of college basketball, right. we saw that at one time where they took the dunk away, and it was based on the guys who were able to, to actually dunk at the time and the guys that really made that a big part of their game. Yeah, I mean, this also reminds me of when they tried to tiger-proof courses. This is the thing that was happening when Tiger was on his dominant run. They tried different ways to tiger-proof the courses. Now they're actually just trying to tiger-proof the golf balls. That, that's what they're just trying to do, the actual golf ball themselves, which I, I, I think is very interesting. I think it opens up a whole new can of, worm, can of worms. If somebody wants to go out there and play it like DeChambeau, go ahead and play it like DeChambeau. It doesn't always work out for it. UNC basketball. They didn't have the success that they wanted coming into the season. They make it to the championship game last year. They get an NIT bid this year. They actually turn it down. Ormondo Baycott has said he's going to return for a fifth season. And here's somebody, when you look at the NBA mock drafts and the projection there, he's a guy that's projected to be drafted, but said he's going to return for a fifth season. He, uh, I guess he's looking at the bigger prize there and wants to actually come back and compete for a championship again. He averaged 16-11 this year, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and he is a Wooden Award finalist. So we saw that happen with Kentucky where they got Oscar Sheebway back, and now Armando Baycott is returning to UNC to play college basketball for another year. Yeah, Armando is a guy that, I mean, if he wants to have a shot in the NBA, he's going to need to work on his jump shot. Uh, He's gotten pretty good as a free throw shooter, but he, he needs to work on that jumper and refine that part of his game. I think there's a chance to get R.J. Davis back as well, but Hubert Davis has some work ahead of him this year because right now that run they had, it looks more like a fluke than actually what the team has been over the last two seasons. Nick Lachey has been ordered to anger management and AA. He actually was accosting paparazzi, and we see this happen sometimes when people are being followed around and, and always being photographed. Sometimes, you know, they're having one of those days or those nights where they don't want to be bothered. And that's where Nick Lachey was with paparazzi. But because of the incident, he's been ordered to get some anger management treatment and and seek some treatment for AA as well. Good. Uh, Well, it's been a fun day here on Out of Bounds. Thanks once again to you, Josh, for coming in. Anytime, man. And uh, continue to do great work on Morning Mayhem. Thank you. I appreciate that. And anytime, I always enjoy talking sports with you. All right, that's it for Out of Bounds today. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Stay tuned for Drive Time and Out of Bounds. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Stay tuned for Drive Time Sports coming up next. The days of no inventory and no discounts is over because we've got your new Ram 1500 Bighorn truck starting at $8,000 off MSRP. Brian Mitch said $8,000 off. Why does he do this? I tell him, ask me first for you to do something crazy like that. So for the largest inventory in the state and the biggest discounts around, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs or check us out on the web at redriverram.com.